Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Ang. First off, I wanted to give ourselves a little round of applause in this moment because we are at our 20th episode of this podcast. It doesn't seem like a lot, but this is actually a pretty big milestone for me because I never thought that I'd make it to this point when I first started this podcast. Of course, I put out these podcast episodes for you guys, so I just wanted to say how extremely grateful I am to have people to want to listen to my voice um, every week. Getting into it, I wanted to take a brief moment to acknowledge everything that's been going on lately and just recognizing the state of the world and everything around us. It's been really hard to sit down and record these podcasts that I love doing for you guys without being completely real about what's happening in the world. I feel like there's also this kind of pressure related to content that is being put out right now to have to be related to the situations that's going on. And I'm not just talking about it now because I feel pressured by it at all. It's just because I don't think that I can sit through this entire episode of talking about my usual podcast content about fashion and internships and stuff without taking a moment to reflect a little bit um, about what is happening. I never made this podcast with intentions to be political or overly controversial or anything like that, but I think it is important to say something because as we've learned and are continuously learning, anything is better than silence. I know it's only been most recently that people are talking about issues of racial discrimination, especially through like the copious amounts of people reposting and posting on social media. But this is a problem that started long before the events that people are posting about and talking about now. I don't want to get too much into it, but I kind of did want to address what I'm seeing with my own eyes on social media and just in the media in general. One thing in particular, there is so much judgment on social media about who is posting what and reposting this and that, and that's just not what this is about at all. On the one hand, people are saying, oh, reposting and tagging stuff on social media is becoming another trend and people are doing it just to follow onto the bandwagon. And there's other people that are like, oh, if you're not posting anything related to what's happening, that means that you don't care or you're ignoring what's happening. First of all, can we take a moment to think about those two statements? It's not our right and responsibility to be calling people out on what they are or what they're not doing. I also just wanted to mention that the two statements that I mentioned above were literally people making assumptions. So unless you fully know the intentions of the person and what they're trying to do, you shouldn't say anything and make assumptions. Sorry if that was like completely out of context and like kind of out of nowhere, but I just kind of wanted to say what I wanted to say and it's fine if you don't agree and it's fine if you do agree. We're human and we all have our own opinions. I'm also trying to stay very vague and to be cautious of what I'm saying in hopes that I don't offend anyone or say anything that might upset anyone listening to this podcast. What I do want to say is that fighting each other and judging each other, especially on social media, is not really the way we should be going about things right now. I just did also want to mention that any action is better than taking no action at all, so anything that you can do in your own personal circumstances to help lend a hand in this racist crisis is immensely helpful and I'll even put some links in the show notes of this podcast episode for your conveniences. I know this is something that I don't usually talk about in my podcast episodes, but I kind of found it a part of my responsibility to share this as a quote-unquote content creator, even though I don't really consider myself that at all. Nevertheless, if I'm going to be putting out something that the whole world can listen to week after week, it might as well be informative and spread awareness about issues that are, you know, especially important during this time. With all that aside, I hope that by listening to the rest of this podcast episode, you guys can find a little bit of solace from the world and maybe get something out of it, learn something today, I don't know. 
Getting on right into the episode, as you can tell by the title, we're going to be talking about all things NYC related. And I'm pretty surprised I never did an episode about this topic earlier because I always love openly talking about my experience in NYC and why I love living here so much. Especially during this time in quarantine, I haven't been able to obviously get out and experience the city at all. And I really do miss it a lot. So just talking about it now on this podcast will hopefully be a really nostalgic feeling for me to think about the good old days when I'd go downtown to Manhattan and go shopping with my friends. I think from a very early point in my life, I always knew that I was a city girl. Um, I love being surrounded by the hustle and bustle of the city life and being in crowded areas with nightlife and a lot of noises. Obviously, that is not everyone's cup of tea, but I do think that there is a lot to love about city life, especially for, you know, all the youngins out there. I also wanted to mention before we get all into it that I don't necessarily live in Manhattan. I actually live in Queens, which is a different borough than Manhattan, but I believe that we're still considered, you know, living in NYC. I'm not really sure. Um, but I do go to work and school in Manhattan, so I mean, I'm basically in Manhattan like 24-7. Well, not now, but you know, before quarantine. I would say that before this whole quarantine happened, I would go to the city about seven days a week, and majority of those days were for school, but even on the weekends, I would just go to the city because I find it more enjoyable being there than being in Queens. And where I live in Queens, I am a 45-minute train commute to Manhattan anyway, so it's not really like a long journey to get there. Honestly, where do I even start with talking about NYC? I just genuinely think that there is something so special about NYC that makes it such an iconic place and a place that a lot of people want to live in and work there. I think people um, who are from NYC can definitely relate to this, but when you're in a new place and you have to introduce yourself, it's always such a fun time being able to say you're from NYC and whenever I say I'm from there, people will always be like, oh my god, that's so cool or you're so lucky. And not to say that I don't recognize how lucky I am to be living in a place like NYC, but when people say that to me, I don't really think much of it. And it's probably due to the fact that when you live in a place for such a long time that you call home, like ultimately, you don't really realize how special or cool it is in other people's eyes. So it's like if I met someone from Hawaii, I mean, I'd think it's so cool and I would love to live there myself, but they probably don't see it as much of being a cool thing because they've lived there their entire lives. Anyway, I wanted to get into a little bit today about the quote-unquote truth about living and working in NYC because I'm sure for a lot of you who are not from NYC and who visit from time to time, it's definitely a really different experience when you consider just visiting NYC to actually living and working here. And the easiest way I can kind of flesh my thoughts out for you guys is by pretty much breaking down the things that I've come to learn and notice about my life here. The first thing I wanted to acknowledge is a phrase that I'm sure everyone's familiar with which is a New York minute. This phrase doesn't mean New York has like another type of minute or anything like that. It's actually referring to how extremely fast-paced life is in New York City compared to really anywhere else in the world. And whenever someone says in a New York minute, they're trying to describe something that happens right away or immediately or something that happens very quickly. And as far as how true this phrase is in terms of being an actual New Yorker, I would have to say that it's completely true and I definitely feel the effects of it all the time when I'm in the city. Of course, not at this time because I've been at home for the past four months, but definitely when you go from working and studying in the city every day to then staying home every day, you can see the difference the most clearly. I would have to say that ever since I've been home, um, since self-isolation, I've been working and doing things on my own time, which in layman's terms, means that I've been procrastinating. 
Growing up in NYC, the fast-paced lifestyle is kind of all I've ever known because obviously it's the only thing that I've ever been exposed to in my life since I've never lived anywhere else. That is why for me, it's become like second nature and I usually don't find my life to be very fast-paced at all. It's different for some people who have been exposed to a very different lifestyle and then all of a sudden come to NYC because... To be honest, that little change can be very stressful for some people. And I don't want to say this next part like I am the most hardworking person in the world or the most determined person in the world, but I do get people who ask me all the time about how I continuously grind and hustle and never like want to take a break. And I'm not going to lie, I think a lot of my mindset has been heavily influenced by the way it goes in New York City. Not purposely, of course, but it's just kind of the only thing that I've known and ever been exposed to. Guys, don't get me wrong, it's a great thing to be motivated and constantly grinding with work and, you know, working all the time and getting stuff done, but it can also be really exhausting. And that's the thing that I've come to notice about myself, and it's that I can't really take a chill pill. The days when I'm being really productive and doing a lot of things and working my butt off, I feel great, and I get so much pleasure out of it. But then there are days when I'm not being productive enough, and that's when I feel bad about myself, and really, you shouldn't. By no means should you feel bad about yourself if you're not being productive, and I always mention this on my social media and on this podcast, but your productivity does not determine your value. And I'm sorry that I don't always practice what I preach, but it's just one of those bigger problems about myself that I've been working to get better at. This quarantine has definitely helped me with it because I think I'm getting better at enjoying my relaxation moments, and I'm focusing on self-care a lot more now as well. So anyway, the main point of what I was trying to say was that as good as it seems to always be grinding and be like in a New York minute, it can really take a toll on your mental health and make you value things that aren't necessarily the healthiest. I wanted to take a little time to talk about what working in New York City looks like and what the opportunities look like here. I definitely can't speak for everyone or even for the city in general, but I do think that the opportunities in New York City are really limitless. When you hear all those stereotypical stories about people moving to the city to like chase their American dreams, There is some truth to, you know, what's been said. New York City is a hustling and, like, bustling place that is a huge center for industries like publishing, fashion, of course, advertising, real estate, healthcare, technology, and just so many more things. I would probably be here till the end of the day, you know, like, listing out all of the key industries that are a big part of this city, and that's what truly makes it so unique to people of all different interests. So many companies, startups, brands, and people are based in New York City and are always on the lookout for people to join their team. Of course, I mainly set my focus on opportunities based around fashion because, you know, that's the industry that I'm in and that I want to pursue. And it's no secret that New York City is one of the fashion capitals of the world. I've been interning in fashion since I was in my junior year of high school and all of my internships that I've done have taken place in Manhattan and in the city. A big thing about working in a city like New York City is that it can be difficult to really know your worth and that's kind of one of the biggest cons that I have about working in the city because even though there are tons of open opportunities and experiences that you can gather up your sleeve, a lot of the businesses that are here are looking to get the most out of you with the least amount of pay. I had a little bit of experience with this in my early years and I kind of just went through the motions because I felt like I didn't have any right to complain. The truth is, your work and time is really valuable, and I do understand that a lot of internships are not paid, and that's for reasons regarding the business being unable to actually pay their interns, but generally, I'm really against the whole unpaid internship thing because I'm very for students and interns getting compensated for the work that they're doing. 
My biggest advice on how to combat this is just to really be a stickler when it comes to payment. What I mean by this is don't let people undermine your worth. And if you feel like you're doing a great amount of work and putting your all into something, it's your right to be compensated in some way, shape, or form, whether that is money getting paid or through credits even, which I'm sure like most of the unpaid internships do, they do give credits. You know, even if it means having to negotiate with your boss about some kind of payment, I think it is in your best interest to speak up about these things. Even though a lot of times I don't really take the advice that I give out, this is one of those things, however, that I'm super stickler about. And at this point of time in my life, I really do stray away from unpaid internships because I am confident about my worth and that I'm better off doing something where I am getting compensated. Guys, and I'm not saying this, I'm trying to make you guys think that I'm all about the money and all of that. But the fact of the matter is, I was already in a lot of positions where I was not being compensated and I just decided that at this particular point in my life, I don't want to take those kinds of jobs on anymore. To each its own, and I know a lot of people do take on unpaid internships if that's the company that, you know, they've been wanting to intern forever or have been dreaming to work with them since they were little. I totally get that and I would too. I'm just advising all of you guys to really know your worth and to speak up for the things that you think you deserve. And honestly, with the negotiations that I mentioned before, you never really know what can come out of it. And one conversation can change things immensely. If there's one thing I learned from my time in the industry, it's definitely that. And this doesn't just go for asking about compensation, this goes for just about anything in life. Talking about things and negotiating can make all the difference, and the worst thing that can happen is for someone to say no to what you're asking. I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, are aware of how expensive it is to live and work in New York City. In a BuzzFeed article called 17 Things Literally No One Tells You About Living in NYC, one of them is, New York City will totally ruin your conception of what things should cost. I love BuzzFeed because no matter what you come across on there, it's incredibly relatable in a like, hilarious way. I can tell you all with confidence that my concept of what things should cost really is quite skewed from living in New York City. On a daily basis, before quarantine of course, I would essentially eat two-thirds of my daily meals in the city. Um, I also spend money on coffee in the city or sometimes you know, when I'm feeling frisky, I spend money on matcha. And guys, I don't even want to get into how expensive artisanal drinks are in the city, but the cheapest coffee that I've gotten in the city has come out to a whopping $7, and that's definitely saying something for it being the cheapest coffee that I've gotten. There is no hiding the statistical fact that NYC is an expensive city to live in, but if you're asking for my biased perspective on it, I would say it's completely worth it. There are lots of people who want to live in New York City, and there's definitely a reason to think that and want that. I'm hoping one day in the near future I can rent in the city directly instead of having to commute there from where I live in Queens, but yeah, I'm definitely all for living in this overpriced city that I call home. You know, despite everything that I mentioned about NYC, the good and the bad, the city just holds a very special place in my heart and something that I've told my parents and friends and just everyone who knows me is that I want to live and die in this city, which is a bit extreme, but it honestly couldn't be more true. I still have yet to find a place I love more than NYC, but the reality is I don't travel much or even at all, so my thoughts can completely change with just like one trip. And I want to eventually see the world and visit other cities, and I'll go back to you guys if I ever find a place that I love more than NYC. 
And that brings us to the end of today's episode. As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. I mentioned this in the beginning of the podcast episode, but I will have links to petitions you can sign and organizations you can donate to towards alleviation of the most current events regarding the um, Black Lives Matter movement. If you have any ideas for future episodes, give me a DM on Instagram because I would love to hear them. Anyway, see you on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.